0: Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join me as we discuss all things educational on the amazing adventures in education. My name is Jason Ashmore, and I am a current grade five classroom teacher. Feel free to follow me on Twitter. My handle is at Mister All one Word underscore Ashmore. So what if you allowed your students freedom, choice, and a little bit of independence? What's the worst that could possibly happen? For today's episode, we're going to discuss how I would run my literacy centers in my classroom. Because after reading a book, it changed how I began to look at things. I've been running literacy stations for many years I would notice a few things always seem to happen. Students would either finish quickly and be bored, they wouldn't have enough time to finish, multiple groups needed my help either figuring out what I was asking or needing materials, and it became difficult if not almost impossible to run a teacher directed station. And frankly This is a big one for me. Students would be absent on one or more days and therefore not get a chance to get to all the stations. Then this past summer, I read John Meehan's book, *Ed Adrenaline Rush, and he suggested one thing that made me change how I run literacy stations. What if you give students flexibility to move on when they're ready? Like a lightning bolt, it struck me. That's what I had to do. I had to give students more time, flexible time. And so the transformation began. I took what I've been doing for the last few years and made a few small changes. I'll say that it took a few times to perfect what I'm now extremely happy with. So, how do I do it? Well, first, I take 12 activities for the students to complete over approximately eight 60-minute classes. Second, I then divide the activities into four levels with three activities in each level. I base the decision on what activities go where based on difficulty. Level one activities are short and quick and then steadily get more difficult and require more time and effort to complete. So here are just a small sample of the many different types of activities that I use in my literacy station. I have students do spelling. One of the things that we do for spelling is appearing spelling words. So they spell the word by slowly adding one letter at a time Until they eventually spell the entire word out. I also do spelling words that they have to trace around a diagram. So they have to repeat the spelling words over and over again. I do short writing. Some of those include making lists. Or quick little poems. Writing that can be done in 10-15 minutes. Uh, Mad Lib Style where they had to fill in 20 different words from nouns to verbs to adjectives, past nouns, and then place them based on the number into the story. Then they recorded the stories or they could come up to me and read them aloud. I also encourage students to do stations that have figurative language. So they have to create a simile poster with examples. They had to read a poem and look for metaphors had to write adjectives and adverbs using each letter of the alphabet. Research projects, such as Christmas around the world, in which they had to research and explain in their own words what others did to celebrate Christmas around the world. They had to pick one country from each continent to be represented. Then they could present their project in their own way. I had Prezi presentations with video links to posters to Google slideshows. Now those are just a few of the examples of stations that you can run. Now once I have selected my 12 stations, I then take the directions for the station and add them to a Google slide presentation which I eventually print off and hang up around my classroom. Third and only because I run a gamified learning environment, I then assign XP levels to each of the 12 tasks. Simple tasks get 25 XP and more difficult tasks, those typically found in level four, start at 150 XP and can go up from there. Finally, I use Flipgrid to record myself teaching each station. When I finished, I add these videos to my Literacy Station grid, share it onto my Google Classroom, and then take the Flipgrid's QR codes and add them to the Literacy Station's Google Slides. Then students can watch the videos either using the classroom iPads or from their Chromebooks by getting into the Google Classroom. Now, some of you might be wondering why I choose to film twelve mini lessons for each of the stations and there are two reasons. The first at my current school I have a very high rate of attendance so in other words I have students who aren't coming. Some students will miss two or three days per week which can lead to them falling behind. Since instilling videos it allows students the opportunity to catch up with the missed work. As well, if I were away, it allows my literacy stations to continue without me needing to be present. The second reason is that videos of me teaching allows me the freedom to be able to move around the room and help, support, teach many lessons, pull small groups or just spend time with kids, chatting about whatever happens to be on their mind. With four levels and three activities at each level, students are allowed the freedom to select which activities to start with and which one to do next. All students have to start at level one, but they can pick whatever of the three activities they like. Once students have completed a task, they must show me their work before continuing on to the next activity. I also regularly walk around the room, checking in and on students, offering help or reminding them what they need to focus on in order to get to the next activity or level. All of my level one activities are quick to complete activities, such as word search or repeated spelling words or spelling lists related activities. This allows students to build some quick momentum out of the first level. So even if they miss a few days, they feel proud of what they've accomplished, even in one class. Now, as they work through to the higher levels, the work that is required needs more attention to detail and cannot be completed in one class block. Typically, my first two levels are word work, grammar, and mini writing practice. Overall, I have seen huge improvement in student enjoyment of language arts and in their writing. Each station's materials are located inside a folder at the front of the room for students to pick level 1 activities are all handed out to students at the beginning as they need to complete all three of these in order to advance any further. I also hang each station's instructions at the front of the room so students can read the instructions before selecting which activity they want to do for each preceding level. Students all have duotanks to store their materials. However, one could use binders or folders to sort their literacy station material. Students also use their Google Drive to share their material with me when needed. We also have used other technology tools for students to share their learning with me. The one stipulation for me in selecting a tech tool is that it needs to have the ability to allow students to share. This way I can do student work whenever and wherever I choose. If I was to compare the old way I ran my literacy stations and the new way, I'd have to say that without a doubt the new way is so much better. It is better for me, for my students, and from an organizational standpoint. This new system has allowed me so much more freedom than my last way of running literacy stations. For some of you, you might be wondering if this is all I do. The answer is no. There are breaks in between my literacy stations in which we focus on specifics such as nonfiction reading, the writing process, different styles of writing such as poetry, we look at readers theatre, doing some stop-motion animation, photojournalism, and so many more fun and exciting activities that I feel create an amazing language arts program. What my literacy stations have allowed is for me to focus on certain skills that i'd like my students to know in order to improve their reading and writing skills and then work on those specifically today i'll leave you with a quote by jonathan als shamir we want kids to love school they're not going to learn if they don't want to be here they're not going to learn if they don't love it here and they're not going to love it here unless they know you love them and they love you too. So, I ask you this, how might you change something you've been doing in your room and give it a twist or a kick to spice up the activity? Have you considered running learning stations in a different way? Maybe allowing students a little bit more freedom and more time to move on when they're ready? Remember, we are better together. If there's content you'd like to hear about or questions you have from today's episode, please leave a comment or reach out to me directly. If you could leave a review, that would also be extremely helpful. If you subscribe, then when new podcasts become available, you'll be the first to know. As well, please feel free to share this podcast with other colleagues that you feel might like to listen. Thank you again. For taking the time to listen. Until next time, I hope you'll have an awesome time in your classroom and that you will continue to try new and exciting ideas along your own adventures in education.